Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Okay, folks. Hello. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy post-holidays. And welcome to the Ryan Goodman along with Tangway Zoom pod. I uh, just want to let you know off the top that portions of the show are brought to you by Calm. Did you know that LeBron James, the reason why he's King James is because it's his sleep. That's right. Sleep is superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron's sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So if you head to calm.com slash scribe for a limited time, you get 40% off of a Calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, go to calm.com slash scribe. It started at com.com slash scribe, com.com slash scribe. And I see commercials with LeBron in them now, you know, with the rain falling and all that. So the king buys it. Okay, guys, I, this is such, uh, we didn't get in this business to talk about pandemics, but it's unavoidable, Jeff. I mean, right now, I don't know what to think. I don't know how we measure teams. I don't know how we stay fans. How do we handle this? it's hard right now. And, and obviously every league and every level is handling it differently. Uh, as bad as it is in the NBA right now, it's worse in college basketball. It's worse. Oh yeah. Because at least in the NBA, I, I guess, I mean, they're playing through it for the most part, not with great players, right? No, like, I mean, Atlanta's missed the 10 guys, Celtics missed a bunch. I mean, people are dropping like flies. I think now on the opening day roster for the Celtics, I counted it up. 11 of the 15 players have been on the COVID list so far. So that's the good news. The good news is if you can't get it again, which we don't know the answer to that yet uh, with this strain, if you can't, the Celtics are done with it for the most part with their key players already having it. With college, it's a lot different right now because they're testing coming back. The kids went home for Christmas break. They come back about 40% or so are testing their entire team. And frankly, almost every team, somebody's going to have it at this point, coming back from Christmas break with their families or whatnot. And then they pretty much shut it down. The teams that aren't testing, which is like the entire Big 12 and everybody in the Midwest and the South, uh, they keep moving on if they can. So the NBA, I just feel I feel bad for the fans because 
you know, some fans are, are flying places with their kids, shelling out a lot of money, and they're watching a team, for instance, in Minnesota last night with uh, Nathan Knight playing 29 minutes and Jordan McLaughlin playing 32 and Malik Beasley playing 39, and there's no sign of Carl Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards. And, you know, I, I feel like they should be offering these, these owners – it's a joke right now. They should be giving a portion of the money back to these fans for the, 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 the heist that is going on right now with the NBA and not just the NBA. Yeah. If only, if only, if only, you know, that, that will, that will never happen No, But with the one thing that uh, Gary said uh, that, you know, is, is paramount is we can't judge anybody. We can't judge anything. We can't judge uh, the NBA. We can't judge NFL. We can't judge, you know, the NHL. We can't judge anything. And 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 so you know, everything must be taken on a on a face value thing that night, and, and no more. <laughs> you know, when the game's over, you know, it, it, you don't know. I mean, projecting down the road and all that, you know, impossible. You know, it, it's, it's it's so. And you're right. It's so right about the 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 uh, the, uh, the paying customer thing. But there's no, you know, what a fantasy world we'd be living in if we ever thought the owners would actually, seriously, would ever say, oh, yeah, you know, we we can't keep charging people the same thing. Uh, Oh, God, you know, no, it's. It's Isn't it like scabs? Doesn't it remind you of like, like scabs and replacement players at this point? Well, yeah, except they're not doing it. These guys aren't crossing lines or doing anything wrong. I mean, Joe Johnson comes out of the three on three league. (laughs) You know, you know and- I was, here's how that, yeah, Joe Johnson, I, I, here's where I was, just to put Joe Johnson in perspective, okay? Here's where I was when I heard about the trade of rookie Joe Johnson, 48 games into his rookie season, um, for Rodney Rogers and Tony Delk. And by the way, in the short run, it was a good trade. In the right. short yeah. run. They got, <laughs> short, they got the very short, very they short got to the run conference run. finals. Yes. It was a shock, right? Yeah. Okay. In the long run. It was. It wasn't exactly um, Larry Anderson for for Jeff Bagwell, but it was in the next level. Okay, now I was in the press room in the Salt Lake City Olympics. That really? just put put that in perspective, folks. That's where I was when Joe Johnson was a rookie traded, and here we are. How many Olympiads later? Uh, Ninety and oh oh six oh ten fourteen eighteen. Right, on, it, I what Mitt Romney has what run for president twice and been a governor. <laughs> so that's where I was when I heard about the trade. <laughs> uh, amazing. So I wonder now, from a coaching perspective, if I'm coaching, whenever I get my roster back, say for some reason you get lucky and you say I got four of my five starters back, I'm playing to win. It's like, okay, I got my guys back. I got to take it like in five-game chunks, right, Bob? It's like, I got to go now. Okay, everybody's here. Every game matters. We're playing every game like it's game seven. I got to get as many W's as I can, obviously, yes. Yeah, 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 it's interesting. It's going to be interesting, the whole psychology of of that aspect of it, yeah. But it's so unimaginable. We thought a year ago, anyone ever told us that old, if anyone ever told you a thing, if anyone ever told you a year down the road, we'd be facing even more – devastation of lineups and, 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 and games being canceled and postponed. And, you know, we wouldn't believe it. We figured we'd be, you know, and by the way, that there was a vaccine. Bob, should they, and if there was a vaccine, Bob, the big question, you're old school here. Yeah. Should these, whether it's college players, whether it's NBA players be allowed to play right now, if they've had the vaccine, they've had the booster and they're not showing symptoms. 
if, oh yeah, if, if, if they've done all that, yeah, yeah. I mean, the converse is what I'm more interested in. And people have raised the question, you know, with uh, like with Kyrie. Okay, Kyrie, it can't play in Brooklyn and he can't play in Madison Square Garden. But are we sure that all the players who are coming in to play them are are, are legit? You know, or test are appropriate? I'll just put it that way. We don't even know. I don't know. I don't Maybe know how guys that works. in the NFL lying. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, then don't don't don't. I don't want to spoil my entire second a day two days in a row thinking about Antonio Brown. So that, let's not do that. But uh, <laughs> um, oh, oh, it's a, it's we're all. But if you've done the right is- thing, if you've done the right thing to me, and you're not showing symptoms, you should be allowed to go out there and play. That that's the only way we're going to get through this. Right. I agree with that you. That makes sense. That makes well, sense. I mean, Jeff, that's happening here. I mean, my son, they had a positive case in, on his high school team, so they. They shut down the game last Thursday, right? So, and they were off for Christmas break. You know, he he gets tested every week at school. Yeah. And I just took him and got a, a test real quick, you know. So they're saying right now, if you don't have symptoms and you're vaccinated, you can practice. I mean, and, right. you know, he's he's been vaccinated. He doesn't have symptoms. And he gets tested weekly. I mean. That, that, that's just common sense to me. What else are you going to do? You have to move the goalposts now based on the information that, that's that's kind of come to us. And obviously, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any issues where we've seen of any athlete in any sport, really, through this new strain being, you know, anything major happening. Right. I mean, generally, if you're right. vaccinated, I mean, what we've seen is what you're saying is if you're vaccinated and you're young, you're good. You're going to have a cold. Yeah. Yes. yes. It may be a headache. It may be, you know, whatever it is. The crazy part in college, guys, is what, what's happening is the trainers, the athletic trainers have been telling these kids for a year plus, if you've got any symptoms, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, now these kids have been conditioned to tell them. So they've got a cold, they've got a headache, whatever. And they go to them. And then it's obviously the athletic trainer's job. Right to then say, all right, we need to test you. And obviously the rate is is out of control. Although I had one coach tell me this morning, he was like, we tested coming back from Christmas break. Believe it or not, we went 17 for 17 negative. Yeah. And I said, that's like hitting the damn lottery. Well, I think yeah. what you have to do, I mean, for the college ranks, it seems, Jeff, is you almost have to run rapids every day. You know, like, for example, I mean, and we're going to talk about my film, Don't Look Up, coming up. But when we were on that movie set, and on that movie set, you get tested twice a day, okay? Yeah, and you get tested when you showed up. You get tested halfway through. So you get tested like twice a day with like rapid tests. Then they wow. did the two-day testing. So college basketball but got the money. money. Huh? But, but, yeah, Jackson State can't do that. Well, yeah, but this is with the NCAA or the NBA, however, to Bob's point that they're not giving back the money. I mean, what is the NCAA contract worth, Jeff? A billion dollars? So the More NCAA says we are paying – for rapid testing daily, daily. And the NBA should do the same thing. You show up, you get tested, boom. And then, and then if you don't have symptoms, then that's the way to do it. That's the only way you can do it. And I know it's expensive, but they can do it. They can afford it. There were 30 games scheduled today in division one. We're already down, I think to about 10. Yeah. The NCAA, if they, I mean, we all know they have a ton of, they're frauds, but I mean, they should be paying for rapid testing every day. Even if, even if it's three times a week, 
I'm fine with that. You want to go three times a week. And we know Duke can afford it, Kentucky, Kansas. They don't even need the NCAA's help. But some of those smaller schools, they do need it. They do need it. They can't afford to do testing more than maybe once a week. So if I'm the NCAA and I want, but they don't care. All they care about is the NCAA tournament. That's all they give a shit about because that's where their money comes from. So they don't care if a game is played from now until March. They've already got all these non-conference games. They'll play the tournament anyway and take and, and get the money. Speaking of which, I was going to ask you, uh, as as you understand it, everyone's as everyone in agreement or some kind of a tacit agreement that uh, some teams are going to wind up playing twenty games. Some teams are going to wind up playing seventeen games. Some teams are going to wind up playing twenty-eight games. And 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 when it comes time for the uh, the committee to get together. What they're just going to have to be arbitrary and make these 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 site judgments, right? That, just like I mean, last year, there's no hope. It's too late already, and they're not going to be able to play good, reschedule all these games. No, unless they move. To me, what they should have done, and, and nobody saw this coming, so it's hard to, to hammer everybody. But if, if you want to move some of those like one bid league tournaments back a week, Bob, you could push them back one week now. Remember and say, hey, we're not going to be on TV. We're not getting our championship game on on CBS Sports Network, but we want to make sure we get in what, those extra games. No America East, 11 a.m. Saturday final? But what would you rather have? A fair America East where everybody plays everybody oh, I'm, I'm twice only... or you're seeing that 11 a.m. game on CBS Sports Network and it's bringing in, I don't even know how much that, that's worth on a TV contract. Can't be that much. I'm, I'm only kidding because, you know, the, but that is their slot. Right. And at 11 a.m. on Saturday. I, I just, in some of these teams, guys, they can play. You can play three games a week. The Ivy League plays back to back nights, by the way, on Fridays oh, and course, Saturdays. Friday. In case nobody's heard that. So you can play a back to back at home. There's nothing saying you can't on a Friday and Saturday night play two games at home. You can fit a third game in on a week if you need to. This, this stuff can be done. But all right, let's get back to the NBA. And, and you're right, Gary. Like, the one thing both of you said is you're not dealing with apples to apples here because, you know, Golden State, they've been pretty – last I checked, Steph's been okay. Well, yeah, you know, to me, you look at some of these other teams like the Celtics, they've had ma- – the Bulls have had major COVID problems. They're still 21-10 and 10 and, and right behind the Nets. So you're dealing with so many different scenarios right now. I'm just hoping in a month, number one, hopefully – everything kind of goes back and the numbers start to decrease a little bit or number two, everybody in the NBA has had it at that point. Everybody's had it. And for the most part, and we can kind of move on and maybe there's a straggler here and there, but for the most part, we're, we're done with it. It's a good theory. I really hadn't thought about that, but that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, we're done with the bubble, right? We won't do a bubble again. I, I don't think so. No, I'd be shocked. No, I think no the NCAA thought. tournament, I think the tournament could be in a bubble if right. they're still dealing with, with this come March because, again, they got to protect their investment. They can't have that blow up, and it's worth it to them. The money that they, they've already done it once in Indianapolis. They could do it again for three weeks. Right. Yeah, and they still get the cash. No, you're right about that. Okay, Bob wants to preach on Memphis. Well, yeah. I want to give him a, a Ryan goodman Tangway salute. Yeah. Uh, they, they did something last night. Uh, they beat the Suns. And that means they are the only team in the league who have beaten the Warriors and the Suns. Now, the Warriors one was on October 28th, and it was overtime. And last night was one-point game on a Ja Morant, you know, just 
invention. It was a, it was a, it was a runner. It was a, he had to go back here. Uh, he, he was off the glass. It was on the other side of the basket. It, it was what great players can do, you know, and, 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 and all by himself after, after a three pointer would put the, the Suns ahead. Anyway, this team is playing they, and they've won a lot of games without him. He's missing at least, at least a dozen games. And I was looking at their roster quickly guys. And, and for people who don't know, the, the second leading scorer is Dylan Brooks. Yep. And the third leading scorer right is, now. is Desmond Bain, who is averaging seven points a game. Of course, and, so. uh, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. They've got good balance there, you know, after Moran. They've got 19, 17, 16. And then, of course, there's everybody's favorite New Zealand, you know, New Zealander, Stephen Adams, and beating up people in the low post. And um, anyway, you know, I got to give. And the other thing, coached by Taylor Jenkins, who is one of the many NBA coaches that probably in double digits that could walk down any street in America, and nobody knows who he is. I mean, I feel there like are so many anonymous team. coaches in the yeah, NBA. You, Jeff's right. You could take this roster other than John Morant and Adams and walk down the street, you wouldn't yeah. know. So I'm giving it. So something as good is going on. If if it is it Taylor, from what you, oh, know, you know, what it is. What, you know is what part of it is? I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Number one, John Moran is a superstar. Yeah. He, he, number one, he's a superstar. <clears throat> number two, they've got high character players like Dylan Brooks. Desmond Bain might be, we'll try to get him on. He might be as good of an interview as I've ever talked to. Ever, oh ever, ever, ever. Woof. He is awesome. We've had some he, good ones. Yeah, he, he's phenomenal. Jaron Jackson, high character. And all these guys are high character. Kyle Anderson, high character. Brandon Clark, high character. Tyus Jones, high character. Steven Adams, high character. Xavier Tillman. I'm going to keep going down the line. And yeah. you know what else? They all know how to play. They're all high character, high IQ players. And they accept their roles. And, yeah, they're, they're like and, – and they're guys that weren't – they didn't have their ass kissed throughout their careers. John Morant was never told how good he was – at, at 16, 17, 18 years old, huh. none of these guys. Dylan Brooks, I remember seeing Dylan Brooks his junior year at, at the PGM down in Augusta. And at that point, Dayton was recruiting him. And they weren't even sure he was good enough to play at Dayton at that point. And he ended up going to Oregon, blowing up a little bit. But, yeah, Brandon Clark started his career at San Jose State, transferred mm-hmm. to Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, like this – this group is fun because they're kind of what you root for. That's what they are. Well, they're the players. At, they're, they're kind of what you hope you can find to, to root for. You know, the kind of team I always say, you want to point to your kid, you know, this is a worthy group, you know, because I, I do believe in, in, in that the morality claw, the morality factor should factor into rooting, frankly, you know, I mean, and yeah, you know, I don't want to root for clowns. I don't want to root for, shitheads you know right and and yep. if i don't have to <laughs> i don't want to you know and that's nice to hear i'm i knew you'd know jeff that's why i wanted to throw this out there because yeah. they're a fascinating story to me and and they're and not getting any any ink for it uh you know the same old same olds on the, on the networks you know and you know and and and, and i want to uh, i want people to know that there's something good going on there in memphis i have a one little nitpick with them i've had since they they uh, moved is they should have ditched the nickname and gotten one a little bit more appropriate to especially you know hey get a music one do something you know but i mean memphis is a great town great food, great music Christmas, for god's sake you know but then again it's not the most incongruous nickname 
the New Orleans Jazz law. I mean, the Utah Jazz long ago retired that trophy when, right. they, when they moved from New Orleans. So uh, that that's hey, how, how lucky. How lucky are are the Memphis Grizzlies that they got John Morant instead oh. of Zion? Like, think right. about that whole deal. Oh, right I know. Now. Yep. Right now, yeah. New Orleans is bottoming out because Zion. You know, and again, I, I've said this to you guys. I think before, like. You're not going to find a better. I, I feel so bad for Zion because he is an unbelievable kid, and I just I hope he's healthy. But I worried about this all throughout college in AU that he was carrying too much weight, yeah. and and the way he plays and and, and the kind of like Odin and Durant all over again. It's sad. It's sad. It's just. But Ja, listen. It, it's right now. It, it's not even debatable. Like Ja Morant. I'm not sure there's five players. If you're starting a franchise today, if you're starting a franchise, Bob, give me the players you would take over John Morant today. Oh yeah, not too many. Yeah. Who? Give me, give me Luca. Um, you know, well, you know, Luca, uh, Jokic. You know, um, you know. Uh, okay, uh, I'm thinking of it. I have to think about. Well, here's the difference. You want to start it with a point guard, to me. I, I would rather start it with a point guard than any other position. And, and to me, well, you could even make the case, you could make the case that, that John Morant would be the number one pick, potentially. If you were saying, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have this guy for his career. I'm going to take this dude and, and build around yes, him. Do you see a, a, a clear di- di- difference between John Morant and Trey Young, as you're saying? Oh, I do. I oh, do. I yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I also athletic. think, you know, it goes what back to what Ja do. Ja can guard. He makes people better. He can shoot it. He's super athletic. Guys love playing with him. I don't think there's any knock on Ja. Like Trey Young is, is probably, well, I don't want to say more fun to watch because Ja's a, a, a human yeah. highlight film, but Trey can shoot it from 40 feet, but he shoots 34, 35% from three. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like players like playing with Ja yeah. more than they like playing with Trey. I think Trey Young is a poor man's John ja Morant. Yeah, you know, I just think Morant's. You know, I see. I, I guess when I see Morant, when I saw him playing college, you know, I just thought of maybe as a lankier Iverson, and just you know, one of those guys that when he gets on the floor, and I think this is why his teammates love him. He doesn't care if he's going against Kevin Durant. He doesn't care if he's going against Kevin Stakeham. He is going to scratch your eyes out. Tough kid. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough kid. kid. But as you yeah. said, good kid, chip on his shoulder. Yes. You know? Great kid. Great kid. Um, I mean, but I'm with you Listen, guys. Man, like, I, I don't know if there's anybody I take over. I mean, again, because you're talking, you know, I've said Jason Tatum. Um, I, I just would rather have a guy that I know I could put the ball in his hands. Oh my God. And he's going to make a play and, and we can get to Tatum. We'll get to Tatum. I'm still the, the card carrying president of the Jason Tatum fan club. I haven't lost that, but yes, John Morant to me because of the position he plays and because he can get his shot off whenever he wants in, as, in a variety as, of ways. As he proved last night. Yes. The whole world knew it was going to have it. We'll, We'll get to uh, we'll get to Tatum in our Celtics segment, which you can check out at CLNS coming up. Uh, Bet online has you covered with all all season, I should say, with more props, odds, and lines than never before. Uh, football season headed to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot 
for the sports action this week. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and receive 50% off a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code at CLNS50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts again. Get a deal, folks. Promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. Guys, okay. um, I got one, please. I'm yes. get one. You guys know I'm a box score freak. I yes. love the minutia. What do you got? Well, I'm, I think it's possible we had an unofficial record set two nights ago. Really? And I mean this in the 75-year history of the league. And, and it couldn't have happened any other year. The San Antonio Spurs beat the Pistons 144 to 109. That's not the reason. 144. There were two 144-point games in the same night. You know that, right? Did you know that? I did not. That's not no. In so doing, yeah. 14 different people scored for the, for the Spurs. Really? 14? Well, 14 different people. Number one, I was unaware you could suit up 15 this year. Well, or play, or play 14. They, and nobody played more than 25 minutes. In the game, nobody pop. This is pop having a, his biggest laugh of the year, but nobody played more than 25 minutes. 14 different people scored a, a point. Now, you know, that's got to be an all time record, right? You, yeah, I'm looking at it now. My boy, you my go to Elias, and, uh, Elias, and they'll confirm it. I, I'll do that this week before next week. No, no, no. Elias, hey, Jeff, Elias is going to send a note to Bob confirming it. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm looking at this box score right now. This is insanity that you're allowed to to have 14 active players in a game. I didn't know you. I thought you, you know, thought you could still 13. only have 12. Hey, you're lucky. You're score. lucky you have 14 active players. <laughs> 14 well, guys scored, gentlemen, in, in an NBA game. Now, I, I got to doubt that that's ever happened in the 75-year history of the league. Okay, guys, as we wrap it up, I'm going to say that um, there is a series coming out on HBO Max uh, this March, and uh, Adam McKay is the executive producer, and uh, it's basically it's based on the 1980 Lakers. It's the Lakers show, so I think it's ten episodes, uh, and it's just gonna it's gonna be how the Lakers were built in the 80s. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, based on it, Jeff Perlman's book, right? Based yes, on Perlman's yes, book? it is. Yeah. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get in touch uh, with Adam. We're gonna try to get him on the podcast because. I know this, that right now everybody wants to be seen with Adam McKay, but Adam McKay will want to be seen with Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman because Jeff saw, and I'm not lying, because Jeff saw the movie Don't Look Up. It's on Bob's list. I was very, I was very lucky to be a part of it. So I'm on the set with Adam and he goes, you're a sports guy? I go, well, yeah, you know, I did the Celtics, you know, pre and post game show, right? Blah, blah, blah. And we, we just started talking. This guy watches four NBA games a day. I don't know where he finds the time. He is a huge hoop head. I mean, you know, the Detroit Pistons have a relationship with funnyordie.com. I mean, we were, I mean, guys, we were on the set. And he's, you know, and he said to me, what's going on with the Pacers? This is when the Pacers were trying to make a deal with the Celtics. And, you know, uh, and, and it just didn't go down. And we started, and then the assistant director said to him, um, Adam, we got to get going. He said, hey, stop it. I'm talking basketball with Gary for a minute. I kid you not. <laughs> Wait, all right. I want to know before we get there, right? You're in Don't Look Up. And, yeah. and I just saw it. My, my daughter is on a movie kick right now. So right. Um, I forgot you were in it. I, I know you had told me, but I totally forgot. All of a sudden, I'm watching it and I yelled to my wife and daughter, I'm like, it's Tangway. 
like like you're not just in it like you've got like a legitimate reoccurring right. part in in this movie how did you get in this movie well i always audition i love to act and kind of it's what i'm doing now i mean as crazy as it sounds i have a manager i've been auditioning for stuff uh you know i, I always i always wanted to be an actor so while in town as playing a newscaster i got my sag card so now I've been auditioning for detectives and congressmen and, you know, this and that. But I always get the newscaster role. So, you know, by playing the newscaster, I've worked with Rosamund Pike in um, I Care A Lot. She won a Golden Globe. I did the final scene with her. She was wonderful. I was in Knives Out, right? Mm-hmm. And with Ryan Johnson and Anna de Armas, hung out with them. They were great. And then with Adam McKay on Don't Look Up... I mean, it was fantastic. And I actually shot two more scenes that didn't make the movie. Really? I had a scene with Rob Morgan. Yeah, who's a great actor. Um, and it just, you know, didn't make the movie. And uh, the, yeah, cast, I great... the cast uh, of this movie. Oh, the cast is incredible. I mean, I didn't see anybody. When I was right. there, yeah. I guess Chickless was there in the morning. And I guess Meryl Streep was there in the morning. But when I was there, we didn't have any of that stuff. And I just because shot... Of COVID? Do you think because of COVID too? Well, they, yeah, they a lot of well, COVID. The restrictions were really tight. I mean, heck, I was in a hotel room for seven days quarantining just to work three. Really, you know, was it shot? I was shot all around Boston, just all over Boston, and Boston basically was like New York. You know, the great thing about Boston is you could shoot everything. I mean, if you need to make it look like Detroit, yeah. you can go to parks. If you need to make it look like uh, rural Pennsylvania, you can you know go to Western Mass. You know, Massachusetts, Boston, you could shoot everything. So they shot it there. Yeah, I mean, and the COVID rule regulations were tight. I mean, you had the mask on, the thing, and they'd say, okay, get ready for action. Then you'd have an assistant come over, and they're like in a bubble, and they take all the stuff off you. You say your line, they put the stuff back on. Wow. But it it's a fun movie. movie. It was a fun movie. It was, it was a good movie to watch, too. It was, it was very unique. It's, um, he has a message. He has a message. Yeah. That's his thing. Oh, it's about the totally environment. Is. It's pro-environment, and Adam's very big on that. Yeah, but I think that no. we can... So go see Don't Look Up. Bob will watch it. I'll go good. Um, and I thought Jonah Hill was phenomenal. Oh, my God. So good. The last phenomenal. scene. The last scene. Hilarious. I mean, oh, great. I mean, goodness. that's just so Adam McKay. Oh, well, well, like, I'm going to go spoiler alert here now. No, no, no. I know, but we're not. But We won't. No, no. I'm not, the, I'm not the, telling you anything. There's a, there's a comet headed to Earth. That's going to destroy Earth. Oh, I know that. I know the premise in the movie. I'm, yeah. I'm very well aware so, of the premise. Yeah. But, but we got to get Adam on to talk about this lake. Okay. I want to we sh- just to talk about the Laker thing, and he'll love. I mean, he knows who both you guys are. He worships you guys. He watches you. It's like I know this guy's an Academy Award winning director and screenwriter, and he wants to be with you two. This calls to mind uh, the Lakers thing. You know, the, the Nicholson and the time he was filming the movie in Albany and during the playoffs, and he had them send them videotapes overnight. And uh, we went before, you know, I, I hope Nicholson's a part of the, uh, of, of the documentary. Oh, yeah. Somebody, they, I, I don't know who the actor is, but it. somebody's playing Jack. Okay. I mean, Adrian Brody is playing Pat Riley. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the kid from Boston. Oh, shoot. I just thought his name was playing Westhead. Um, I oh, forgot. Right. Okay. They, uh, they, got, they got a whole slew of Got me psyched up on this one already. Yeah. yeah oh, no. You got to look it up on IMDb. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of people on there that you know you see like that 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 you that you recognize. I mean, they even get somebody playing Johnny Most. They get somebody playing Larry Bird. I mean, good <laughs> Do luck. They have them. anybody playing Bob Ryan? They don't, which surprised me. No. Disappointing. Very. Yeah, disappointing. That's what I see. I mean, you could get the real Bob Ryan. 
You could have you got the real Bob. All right, go see Don't Look Up. Bob's going to watch it. And then stay tuned to this Zoom podcast because uh, we are going to book Adam. We'll try to book Adam McKay yeah. to talk about that Lakers series coming up, uh, which obviously the Celtics have a bit. Michael Chiklis plays Red Arback. That I know. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, guys. See ya.